Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to get started out as a new master in a power exchange relationship. Fabulous. And we will also have a question of the day about dealing with the event drop. Ooh, that's coming in in a timely fashion. Oh, it is, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, let's just get that out of the way right away. Why yeah. do you say that? Why do I say that? Because we've got Winter Wickedness this weekend, and if we have event drop, it's not going to matter because we're going to roll right into Madtown. <laughs> and if we have event drop from that, that's not going to matter because we're going to roll right into Lupercalia. So we need to... Remember our own points that we give people about event drop for yeah. this one. <laughs> Four weeks from now, you'll be able to tell if we know anything about it at all. Uh, so that would be interesting to talk about. And mm-hmm. you did mention that Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Winter Wickedness Convention, February 1st and 2nd. That's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. You and I will be recording live at Adventures in Sexuality. We will. So Doing some interviews and that kind of stuff. We'll be doing all kinds of fun things this weekend. So that'll be interesting. And it was really neat to um, watch people. Uh, one of the, the groups, Monkey Puzzle Club, was mm-hmm. um, at the room last night. And as I'm sitting there watching everybody go through um, a self-suspension class, which Mm -hmm. was kind of neat to watch, some of the girls are sitting around finishing up their costumes for this weekend (laughs) because um, uh, the AIS groups, their COPE and their Winter Wickedness, they usually have a theme. Mm -hmm. And everybody really gets excited about making their costumes. And this one is fantasy and fairy tales. Mm -hmm. So you've got girls sitting around my desk and the floor making headbands and tiaras and (laughs) all kinds of stuff for this weekend. A theme we have, you and I, for this weekend. (laughs) That's the best I got right now. That is related to our theme. That is related. That is related. So I'm just trying to warm it up a little bit. We'll get it going there. We have costumes as well. I picked up half of ours Mm -hmm. yesterday from a seamstress, so... Yay, and then we went out to a vintage shop and bought part of yours. Yep. So. And you actually have an um, interesting scene coming up. I do. I'm rapping. Don't I? I'm doing it. Oh, I, the one that's that I'm right, doing. The one you're doing. Yes. I'm like, I may have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually do scenes with other people. Not too much. I've done a few, but um, I'm really... Not into doing a lot of scenes back to back to back. I like to savor the few scenes that I have, and, and the one with you is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, as a uh, side note, I wanted to mention that, as always, we say if we're in your neck of the woods, and we'll be mm-hmm. in the, the Wisconsin, the Canada, uh, and other necks of the woods in the upcoming months, 
feel free to drop us a line. We'd love to sit down and have a cup cup of coffee with you. Absolutely. If we're presenting at an event, you actually need should be attending the event. <laughs> I mean, they ask us to come present. They don't like it when we leave to go hang out with random right. people. But but you know what? May that may just happen to happen. Uh, you can just come if you can't come to the event. Maybe you can just come to the hotel and we'll hang out in the lobby or something. I don't know. The point being, though, the interesting bit is I had an email recently from someone who's going to be on the show in a few weeks because he has an interesting topic to talk about. But uh, he said if we're ever in his neck of the woods, mm-hmm. we can stop by and crash on his couch. Really? Yes. Who's that? We'll talk more later. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's that. Let's, uh, where do you want to go from here? Good Lord. I guess we can get into the question of the day. Sure. So, Dawn, as you mentioned, you and I are going to a variety of events coming up. Um, and these big events have, there's hundreds of people in some of them. Um, there's late, late nights in the dungeon for dungeon events. There's early mornings as you want to get up and get going. There's a lack of quality nap time uh, because you're so busy going to all the fabulous classes. You're meeting people. You're playing with people, perhaps. You've got intense scenes going. You're in, for you and me, I think that we actually, this is our authentic self. We get to be who we actually are at these events. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, uh, you find yourself driving home and stopping at a whatever Tim Hortons to get a cup of coffee and you realize that the woman standing next to you uh, you can't grab her by the hair and say damn you're hot let's go spank which you can't do, can't do it anyway, anyway. <laughs> but even the idea of it would be foreign there and you realize right. you're back in reality land right so and it, and it can be difficult and you know a lot of the events we go to are play events so if you've played you've got chemicals involved as well but um like the ding power exchange summit there's <laughs> there's no play but there's a lot of involvement of talking and being your authentic self and just being you know absorbed in that whole weekend of of just being you and Mm -hmm. you're right when you go back out you know of the hotel and and it's it's just different out there and it it can be a challenge to adjust to oh absolutely and part of it for me is just as simple as you know if i have something to say to somebody at an event i'm just my authentic self and we talk about things that are important to me Mm -hmm. if i am having difficulty with um whether i want to learn a new skill or um, having a problem with my slave not reacting the way I want to a certain thing, or just what I'm wearing. It's all who you are, right. for, me, for us at least. Yeah, I mean, I can say, <sighs> yes, sir, yes, master. You yeah, know, absolutely. You, you can say, slave, go get, or kneel, or you know, follow behind me in procession, or you know, whatever. You can come up with all of that stuff, and, and it just is. And if you do that in a regular restaurant, uh, not so much. <laughs> so the idea of event drop is now you've gone back into the regular world, the vanilla world, the the day to day mundane stuff that you do, mm-hmm. um, and you have this sense of, and it's different, feels different for different people. The sense of lacking, the sense of something is missing, the sense of uh, some people. Uh, Describe it as a general kind of a, a vague sort of depression mm-hmm. almost. And I hate to use the term depression because that's a serious 
word, but it is a level of blah. Let's use the word blah. blah. It, yeah, it is. All right, so we know what it is. And uh, thank you, by the way, to Clay for uh, giving us this question from the uh, comment form. So Clay says, how do I deal with event drop? And what are some proactive measures I can take? Now, proactive measures is kind of neat. And let's see if I can remember this because Barrick at the AIS events is usually very clear in his opening ceremonies that event drop does happen, take care of yourself. And there are three things that you're supposed to do. And I remember it's drink water. I think it's drink water, get sleep, take a shower. <laughs> so that's what you're supposed to do. But um, some of the things that you can do is, um, I think a shower is more for us than everybody else. But um, drink water. No, no, I want everybody to take a shower. <laughs> Make sure you stay hydrated. Get some sleep and eat. You know, so those are some of the things you can do proactive. Another thing is just to recognize that event drop can happen. So some of us forget, you know, it's, there's like sub drop and dom drop. And it can be a couple days after an event where we start feeling drop and we just start feeling that blah and we're not exactly sure what's going on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's good to remember, oh, that's what it is. It's nothing major. It's event drop. Get a little bit more sleep, a little bit more food, a little bit more water and wait for it to cycle around. Yeah. Part of it is, like you said, it's just the recognition. And I love Barrick's advice there. Very simple. Stay, stay hydrated, mm -hmm. eat well, catch. And, and for me, you know, it's, it's a matter of, uh, I'll tell you straight up, take a nap. Absolutely. Because you know, I'm going to be up till 1 or 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. in the morning, uh, whether it's in the dungeon or just sitting around chatting with people. Right. So going through that class list the next day and saying, all right, here's the classes I really want to attend. Mm -hmm. And here's one that I can go ahead and take me a little nap at. Right. So, and we're usually really good. in the background now. <laughs> That's your alarm. Yeah, so there's my alarm. <laughs> Apparently I'm supposed to be doing something right now. So, but yeah, we usually, and, and uh, I hate to say it, but as we get older, we're recognizing how important the naps are. And with three events coming up back to back, we're going to be really hardcore about taking our naps. So, now we don't sleep all afternoon. We really feel, no. you know, we like to participate in the events. And as presenter, we feel like we're ambassadors to the event. So mm -hmm. we don't go hide. But we do take our naps so that we're, we're at our best when we're chatting with people and when we're traveling and giving our presentations. The science of napping, which I have studied, <laughs> actually, it's 20 minutes. Is all they you say need. 20 minutes, but I'm going to tell you what, sometimes that hour just feels good. <laughs> So uh, thank you for Clay for that uh, question. Hopefully that helps. And again, we'll know in a month from now if we're full of shit or not. Mm -hmm. If you would like to send in your own question of the day, there's a variety of ways to do that, including Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or you can find the GOT comment form on our webpage, www.eroticawakening.com. Or you can get a hold of us via the Facebook it's erotic awakening as one word. Mm -hmm. So, and we also pay attention to Twitter, Dan and Dawn, all one word. Speaking of the Facebook, recently, uh, Danica, I hope I'm saying that right, mentioned <laughs> to us the bad dragon. Uh, oh, yeah. But we know the bad dragon. We already. know the bad dragon. We'll have to talk about that a little bit too. I wrote myself a note. Um, we've also got a, a, a lick by Karen and Ariella, Gabrielle. Angel and Rob. So very international flavor to the Facebook licks today. 
Nice. Except for Rob. Rob. Just Rob from down the street. So, you know, it could be because uh, actually we should go through our new subscribers, too. And I'm finding it kind of funny because yes. a lot of these are people that we know and they're from Ohio or Detroit or something. And they're like, you announced what? Where? Where would I find that out at? I'm like the subscriber list. They're like, oh, I should probably subscribe. So I'm seeing a lot of <laughs> people that we know subscribing it, to the email list. And, and it's neat to see uh, not only people that we know from locally, but people we know from our travels as presenters as well. Oh, absolutely. And just neat to see all the people on there. Absolutely. Such as. Such as. Oh, now we're going to challenge my reading. Master Dehovian from Missouri. And Emma from Michigan. Susie, also known as... Oh, Rescue Moi. (laughs) I love how those letters are put together. Rescue Moi. Oh, I've never picked that up before. Yeah. (laughs) From North Carolina. Do you know know Susie? I don't. It sounds familiar. Oh, I remember Susie. Do you remember From North Carolina. I don't know if she's from North Carolina. I thought she was actually from Florida. But actually, now I think about it, we sat and talked with her and her master, who is Master Biker, I believe is his name. Oh. And I had a most wonderful scene with her, as a matter of fact. Was that Beyond Leather, or was that GLLA? No, no, that was Beyond Leather. Okay, Beyond Leather. Awesome. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Ray from Saskatchewan. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I thought I'd pick that up for you. <laughs> the Red Man from Ohio. See, long-time see, friend. See, long-time friend. Maximus and Gabriella from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you know what? I actually just heard from somebody in the... Uh, Oregon area, mm-hmm. and they said um, they would. You know, they were a new listener. They'd like to talk to us sometime, and I said, "Oh, hey, maybe we'll present at Kinkfest sometime." And they mm-hmm. said, um, "Yeah, we're going to Kinkfest. It's going to be our first big event." So, wow, they won't get us, but they will get Barak and Sheba. Maybe yeah. I've heard maybe they're they're thinking about maybe heading out that way. Nice, nice. But I want to go. I know. I'm sitting here watching the look it's you're so giving funny. me. Like, you're saying, nice, I want to go. Yes, it's so funny. that. Uh, and we did put in a bid to present at KinkFest, and they, mm-hmm. uh, we did not, we're not presenting there this year. But um, it's so funny. I go through the calendars like, oh, my God, we've got way too many things going on. We've mm-hmm. got to cut that back on the presenting. You know, here it is February. Uh, every week this month, we yeah, are doing something. Doing something. And some double. And some and different states. You know, right. different Countries. countries, yeah. And here I am whining that we didn't get this one event. Okay, <laughs> but anyway. we've gotten a couple of events that we've never done before yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, that's always That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Are we actually talking to our podcast listeners to, at this point or just know. talking to each other? we're kind of looking other? at each other, yeah, having so no, a conversation. Okay. So. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Obsidian mm-hmm. from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Bill from Winnipeg, Canada. Charlie from the UK. And Betty Davis Eyes from Ohio, who we also know. We do indeed. So, awesome. Oh, I do want to give an update. It's not on our notes, but the uh, Kinkstarter is in production. It is at the printer. It is being printed. We do not have a delivery date. We were hoping by this weekend. But um, so that we could have them for winter wickedness, but that's not going to happen, obviously, unless they miraculously appear on my doorstep. I'm taking the beta deck. Ooh, we have one complete deck at this right at this point, right? Yeah, we do. Um, We're gonna gonna fight over it. Well, I said that. that Yeah, we don't get to fight over it. We'll we'll get to our topic of how to be a master soon. Um, what else we want to talk about, baby, baby? Apparently somebody sent you some videos of tentacles. Oh, they did. 
this was so weird. Oh, and this takes us back to the bad dragon thing, which we glossed over earlier as well. Okay, well, we can talk about bad dragon, too. So, but, um, yeah, it was like a second life tentacle game. It wasn't second life. It was something different. Yeah, but it, it was, was really some sort of online odd. 3D sort of game yeah, experience. Yeah, it right. could be cool, but I don't get the online games like that. So um, <laughs> I clicked the link while I'm at a game night at the room. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting on the couch. I've got some homework done. I played a game with a few, you know, just board games. Played a couple of board games, sat and got some more. Uh, I don't know if I was working on Kickstarter or PXS or whatever, but... Uh, and I decided to take a break, and I clicked on the link, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> and everybody comes running to the couch. What? What? <laughs> Dawn must have clicked something interesting. So we're all watching this video, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> 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 so it was kind of neat. It was definitely different, kind of neat. So I don't do the games like that, right. so I doubt it's, I'll jump it's, into it's, it. But I'll have to put the link out there. It's this 3D sex game. Uh, it's, uh, it doesn't have a Mac version, so I didn't get didn't download it. Right. <laughs> Not that I would download a 3D sex game if it was available, it, at least yeah. I would. It um, reminded me of when I first started watching Real Sex. And I bring this up because I've been looking for a specific Real Sex episode that uh-huh. I can't find. And um, I can't find it on YouTube. I can find like every episode but this one. <clears throat> and one of the episodes, they are going into the 3D oh, stand behind her. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of direct her, but it's like choppy 3d yeah. and so this is kind of like naked sims yeah yeah <laughs> a lot better than that old one that i found on real sex but now this cool. is going to bring us back to uh danica who mentioned the bad dragon via fetlife uh bad dragon it's bad dot dash dragon.com i yeah. believe is the website name is where you can buy tentacle dildos right so and um as everybody knows well most people oh. knows and, and on a side note mm-hmm. Uh, Chip is absolutely winning the 2013 oh, Provider absolutely. of Tentacle Porn yes, for the, so far. Now, Danica has made a cut into there, so Fat Master, you better start paying, and the rest of you, pay attention. <laughs> you have some new competition, and Chip's trying to take this early lead on providing Dawn the, the latest in tentacle yay, pornography. Yay. You know what? I need to reread an email I was kind of reading before going to sleep at last night at 1 o'clock this morning. Um, but somebody put quotes, they like wrote me an email and uh-huh. said, Dan sent me your way to schedule something. And then at the bottom, they had a slash flirt I saw and then that. a line, a quote and a slash flirt. <laughs> so they were being very obvious that they were flirting and I was falling asleep. So I didn't give it my all attention. So I have to reread that again this morning. See who that was. <laughs> you absolutely have to, because if they're, because I have to know who sent that to you and I have to know they're a podcast listener. Ooh. So now, I don't oh, know I'm if definitely going be... to reread it. I just wanted to give it my full attention. Well, good. Go do that. <laughs> uh, so take us back to the Bad Dragon, the provider oh, yes. of actual pent- tentacle dildos. Mm-hmm. They are, and they're they're the big heavy ones. So Bad Dragon is who built George. And anybody that's that's listened, like I don't know, they started somewhere in the middle of the podcast or whatever. We used to talk about George. And George was my, um, actually he was my product review mm-hmm. from Bad Dragon. So they wanted me to review their product and let me pick what I wanted. And I picked a purple, huge, hard dildo. <laughs> Tentacle dildo. 
And we loved George, and we <laughs> we uh, we had a um, a listener name him and love George. Oh, we actually I forgot about it. we had the listener comment, yeah, the listener we did. contest to so, name your dildo. You know, love him. That's the and high quality work him. here on Erotic Awakening. <laughs> we get to name, name a tentacle, a tentacle dildo. dildo. Well, fell in love with George. George actually has his own FetLife profile, took George traveling with us. George was a, I want to say family member, but that just kind of sounds kind of weird. But uh, George was our friend that we took with us, and people love to have their pictures taken with George, and it was really neat. And uh, George kind of disappeared. So I'm not exactly sure what happened to George. I've been waiting for a ransom note or for him to start his own podcast show, but uh, he kind of disappeared on us. And so I've been without George for a while, waiting for him to show up. And then um, Slave Candy decided to uh, buy me a replacement for Christmas. So that just came in and really cool, Mm -hmm. except it can't be a George. It's pink. <laughs> it's pink with purple swirlies this time. So we now have a Georgette. So, and she did a really good job on guessing because it's the same size, the same weight, the same everything. Mm-hmm. So we got to break Georgette in. People want me to bring her to Winter Wickedness. Yeah, you know, with, with George, <laughs> we started the, as we traveled around, uh, mm-hmm. it was like our gnome, our garden gnome. Right, We take right. pictures of him in different places. Yes. Camping so, with us. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so we'll see if we need to do that with Georgette as well. We'll see. I might add her to George's profile. <sighs> I don't know if I want to give up on George, too, but we <laughs> shall see. Uh, before we get any deeper into the debauchery of uh, tentacle dildos. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, no one sent me a picture of food on boobs lately. Oh, well, that's not good. My, not much of a segue there, but yeah. So you get the tentacle links. I get pictures of food on, on people's boobs, boobs, yeah, on occasion. Anyway, uh, I do want to mention that Erotic Weekly is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple who have twenty years experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made leather and repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. I love that byline. I know. Find out more <laughs> at manorgear.com. I think we're going to be seeing them this weekend, aren't uh, we? We are indeed going to be seeing them this weekend. We have awesome. things to discuss. Yes. We'll be seeing needle play uh, Who is it too? that just came over? We just had a, uh, a friend and... Uh, author, assistant, and listener come over for dinner mm-hmm. at the house Editor, the other day. Yeah. And they said something I never thought anyone would ever say. What'd they say? They said they loved the front bump. Real? Oh, that's right. They yeah. did. They loved your voices and wanted you to like just drop into your voices during dinner. You forgot yeah. to do that. <laughs> you could have introduced what I fixed with a accent. That's true. <laughs> Except it would have been me introducing because I was serving. But that's okay. <laughs> so, did you did you see what came through on the comment form? Uh, I didn't. I think you did. I did, I did. Which one are you talking about, though? This one, the Abroar. I think I'm saying it right. Abroar wants to know what it's like being kink stars without taking clothes off. I don't think they know us too well, because we have taken our clothes off. <laughs> quite, quite often. <laughs> quite, quite but that's often. not our claim to fame. It's not, it's not. That's very true. So, how do we feel about being kink stars I, I don't know we're uh, not refer to episode 200 <laughs> oh is that where that is we're yes. not rock stars yes so if you're <laughs> curious just go listen to episode 200 of Abhor and our I abroar I'll um, have my clothes off this weekend you you will indeed but Ooh, 
Yes. yes. I was just thinking Bad Bunny's going to be in town. Have you talked to her yet? I have. Oh, okay. She said, absolutely. So good, we, good. Have, we have a play date. And she has played with George with me before. They did that whole, uh, her and her husband did that whole winch, where's the gold sort oh, of scene Oh, they did a wonderful me. tentacle thing uh-huh. with you, too. Yeah. <laughs> and a duct tape. Um, oh, I forgot about the duct tape. But did you know Uh-oh. that we get have a lower rating on iTunes than the Duct Tape Podcast. <gasps> Say it isn't so. <laughs> it is so. You can help us out by getting the word out. Rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, lick us on Facebook, and tell your friends. Yay. Fun, fun. All right. Uh, I think we're ready to get into the actual meat of the conversation, the topic, how to be a new master. I think we are. I hope that uh, Master C. Whiskey who uh, asked for this topic by email, and it's a good topic. I hope he's made it through the first 24 minutes of our random bantering (laughs) to actually get to hear his topic. Awesome. So, how do you become a new master? That's a great question. Why are you asking me? Oh, wait. Wait, because you're a master. Um, So, you're just going to have to interview me from here, young lady. I am. I can... throw me on the spot. Well, we'll be doing How to Be a New Slave. True, And true. how to be a new bottom, and how to be a new top as well in future episodes. Ooh, we'll have to interview somebody on top and bottom, I think, but... I know how to top. You know how to bottom. Bottom, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, indeed. So, sir, <laughs> well, I've got questions. Let's see. Because I'm trying to think back. We've been doing this for quite a while. So, yes. as a new master... What were some of the things that you had to consider when you decided to switch from vanilla to master or reworded embrace your master self? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, interestingly, to look back and say, you know, all right, so how do we build a foundation to be a new master? You know, what are the steps? Um, you know, it's got, obviously it's going to start off with making that decision to be a master to start with and how did you get to that decision is it because your your partner says here's what i want is it because you've looked around maybe you read that 50 shades thing and thought oh i could do that um you know maybe it's some other media influence maybe you came across fet life looking to get laid and you see oh look at all the masters out there i want to be a master i wonder how people actually came upon wanting to be a master right Mm-hmm. Once you've gotten through there, right, you've decided you want to be a master, how to get started. For myself, I would recommend, here, and this is my recommendation is based on my experience and the experience of people around me and people that have done well and people that have failed. Get a lot of good feedback from people that fail. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, well, how are you going to build this foundation? One of the things that when I mentor people that I always come back to is it's, there's a level of confidence that you have to build in yourself. You cannot build the confidence in other people, in you, unless you build confidence in, your first, in yourself first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off by doing some research. Uh, now, it's going to be a little bit dependent on what kind of master you want to be and what kind of situation you're in. But let's start with some of the research you can do. I grabbed uh, some leather books. I grabbed um, some some of the, like, SM 101, but that's more of a BDSM book. 
I grabbed Screw the Roses, also a BDSM book. I grabbed Flogging by Joseph Bean, which was a much more about, uh, had more about it than just flogging. Um, I cannot remember the, uh, the leather sex book that I grabbed. Uh, gosh, that's kind of a famous one, too. Is it Guy Baldwin? Ties uh, That Bind? Yes. Awesome. Um, and all of these had value. And, and I'm trying to, to cut to the chase, boys and girls. Go grab a copy of Living MS. Mm-hmm. If you are a new master, uh, we I found my, for myself, although there was great value in many of these books, none of them talked about my experience of being a master. Um, I was at that time, and for the most part still am, I was a, uh, a normal suburban kind of city person, <laughs> you know, that had a slave... Uh, that came from, you know, the life, you know, I didn't make a huge lifestyle change. I didn't go, I didn't become a leather man. Right. Right. And it wasn't about sex for me. It was about taking a relationship, a boy-girl relationship in this case, and adding an element of power exchange to it. Um, And there's many books out there, but none of them spoke to me in my life. So Mm -hmm. that's actually... uh, how the book Living MS came to life for you and I. It also, the other half of it talks about being a slave. Right. Uh, so I hate that my answer is going to sound self-promotional, but I can't really think of a better book out there. Now, mm-hmm. I will say that uh, Rob Rubel uh, has some good books as well on master-slave relationships. He has an entire uh, series of uh, master-slave, power, his power exchange series. Mm-hmm. about master-slave relationships. So go check those out as well, absolutely. And I'm sure there's other great books out there as well for being a master. Would you recommend, on a side note real quick, Conquer Me for a Master? I would, actually, because what I was going to bring up while you were talking about books about masters, and I'll talk about more about some books with slaves when we um, talk, about, talk about that subject, uh-huh. but what I would recommend for new masters is to read a book like Conquer Me with Casey Cunningham. Which is, the, which is a book for submissives. It is a book for submissives, but it's in little chunks, and you can skip around, and it'll help you get inside the head of someone that wants to be a slave. And actually, the other book that came to mind, it's like, here you are reading leather books and, you know, and master books, and all of that stuff is great. But um, it might serve some masters to read The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. Why? Because some of us slaves started out in the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And it'll help you understand what it is that intrigues us right. to come into this lifestyle, what we're tapping into. So, you know, and again, we use gender. We're, we're male, master, female subs. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the, the gender speak that, that we speak. But... Um, I would recommend that for masters, too, just so you can, because you're going to have to get to know your slave. You know, that's the other half of being a master is mastering somebody. Right. So, you know, it kind of helps to get into their head a little bit, too. Makes, that your, your that makes sense to me. Um, you know, one of the... And we won't make a whole podcast of how to be a master is about reading books. And we'll, no, I'll no, give no, this no, because no, I got some questions for you. So some <laughs> other background... 
reading material though that I want to mention, one that I did not read in the beginning was Laura Antony's The Marketplace mm-hmm. because it's not, it's a, you know, it's a fantasy right. book basically. Right. But it would have been of value to read because a lot of us come into this with a background that the only thing we know is the fantasy. Right. So it's not a lesson on how to be a master, Mm-mm. but it is a good view on what the fantasy of being a master or a slave is right. uh, to some people. Maybe not. There's parts of it that I find more valuable than others. I I think um, Laura Antony is the bee's knees. So mm-hmm. I, so I don't want to uh, sound like I'm discrediting anything that she wrote in there. The value of it, um, but it is fantasy, right? Don't it, read that book thinking, oh, here's how to be a master. No, I'll no, keep no. you in the I'll keep you in the horse stall and put no. horse shit on you and then fuck you whenever I want. No, but um, but look at the psycho. Uh, I don't want to say look at the psychology of it, but that's what I mean. You know, what is is the power exchange? Yeah, you know, that's the underlying foundation of it is the power exchange yeah. that turns us on. Other books I want to mention real quick that I found particularly valuable was the Four Agreements and Emotional Blackmail. Oh, absolutely. Two books that have nothing to do with power exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take that back. Four Agreements has nothing to do with power exchange, but it does have a lot to do with understanding your own and claiming your own power. Yes. Emotional blackmail has everything to do with how to do power exchange wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, cool. So, a couple more questions. Good. So, you started out with some reading, but um, as I know you so well, I also know that you started out with um, toe dipping. We did mm-hmm. the DS Light. Would you recommend that for you know, explain a little bit about what that is and would you recommend it? So what you and I started with was a the idea that, all right, between this time and this time, we're going to be in a master-slave relationship. We used dom-sub at that time. Right. If whatever language you guys want to use, owner property, dom-sub, master-slave, any power exchange reflections, we're going to use master-slave for the most part um, for a set amount of time. We said from Friday night at 6 p.m. until Saturday at 2 p.m., we will be in master-slave mode, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that was very valuable to me because it gave me the confidence and the freedom to know I wasn't going to fuck up our relationship. I was going to allow us to explore an aspect of our relationship that was totally foreign to us. I mean, you and I came into this at that time. I came into being a master. I think I was... 33 perhaps years old when we got started and had only known failed relationships before this and and regardless whether they're good or bad or failed relationships they're not power exchange relationships so it allowed me to give myself permission to say okay i'm actually going to try being this master guy for a little bit of time Mm -hmm. and i'm going to let myself go and really let myself just be intuitive one of the things that separates a wanting to be a master from being a master is is this development of intuition of master intuition for lack of a better term that you know it's okay to punish your slave you're supposed to do that there's no thinking about it it becomes doing or ordering them to do certain things or going certain places uh some people from the bdsm world experience this in a scene you can see the, the person that's just truly centered and engaged in who they're playing with, and they naturally get the flow of, it's okay to raise the level. They don't operate so much on checking in with the person, but they're ch- operating by feel. Mm-hmm. This translates into the master-slave experience. As we go from, but in the, the, the early phases, I had none of that. All I had was a theory. All I had was your assurances that you wanted to be pushed. All I had was 
you telling me, oh, I want to be a slave. And it's okay, do whatever you want. I'm a slave. And trying to <laughs> translate that into my head to say, all right. Because I had 33 years of baggage of being nice to ladies, open the door for them, treat them as equals, treat them as peers. Um, that a real gentleman never strikes a lady. And although none of that became untrue, there was a mind switch of, I am the dominant one. I am the one in charge. I am the leader. We will eat what I want to eat. We'll go see what movie I want to see. And if I decide that we're going to fuck or not fuck, then that's what we'll do. Nice. Does that answer your question? That answers my question very well. And I like how your face kind of shifted as you were talking. Huh. So you kind of... Uh, embraced all that energy again so mm -hmm. ds light worked really well for us like you said switching from the vanilla life and the reason we did weekends was because the kids were gone so you know we could try it without having the responsibility of the kids around so that that worked out really well so. absolutely so from there we had to go <laughs> from the uh weekends of ds light decide this is the relationship it is doable mm -hmm. we didn't really have mentors around though so i mean next for us was trying to find people to um see what they were doing and things i mean what'd you do next what'd you do to do it from a weekend ds light to a fully collared 24 7 relationship well, I think that the, the DS Lite, the practice of it, uh, gave me more confidence to continue to move forward, right? And there comes a point where you just have to say, okay, go. You know, we're going to go ahead and do this master-slave thing on a side note. Um, and I don't want to... Well, you know what? This is actually a pretty big part of it. From there, I started to write the actual contract. Now, some people dig contracts more than others. But for me, the writing of the contract, and this is something I do... Uh, in conjunction with you with a slave at the time, mm -hmm. uh, was to build that contract to say, okay, here's what this relationship looks like. It helps to verbalize and, and give more uh, physicality to the, what the relationship's going to look like. It's one thing for you to say to me, oh, we'll just have sex whenever you want because you're the master. <laughs> but when we write that down and we write that, you know, that gives it a different feel. It gives it a more real aspect to it uh, one of the big things that for me was the ability for us to be able to write down in our contract you being able to say when i do not meet your expectations i want you to physically beat me and mm -hmm. we didn't put it in that language but that's what you wrote right and that really helped me to make the leap in my head to say this truly is the direction we're supposed to be going and continue to shed off all the baggage of how i thought relationships were supposed to work prior to that and we've talked a lot about that before my you know what i was raised with as a relationship so supposed to look like would be my parents the parents of my friends the other my peers and people that were around me and bad tv sitcoms and we were going into unexplored territory for me um but luckily you give yourself moments of reflection to say yeah this really is the direction i want to go and this really is going to work making sure that you and this is, you know, something to save for ask a, you know, how to get started as a slave, um, making sure to give master feedback after you've been punished or led or corrected or disciplined 
and you know to after the fact and say yep thank you very much this is exactly what i wanted this this is i want to be pushed you know um that was very helpful so part of it is building the contract which is part of the decision making process to commit that we are going to have a master slave uh, relationship um, and the other aspect that Sutton you mentioned was the idea of having like-minded people around mm-hmm. me. Now, we didn't have any power exchange people around us formally, and we actually just said fuck it and created a group so that we could <laughs> draw like-minded people to us. Um, we tend to do that. Yes, we do. Because <laughs> I tell you, you uh, and again, I know this becomes one of my pet peeves, but you, you can go up to onto the old FetLife or whatever message board you want to. You can go to ask. Here's a wonderful example of this uh, on the Ask a or Masters and Mistresses in Real Life group. Somebody jumped on there and they asked a question. It doesn't matter what the question is. But the first two responses were to express what a stupid question it was and how the person must be stupid. Uh, so they never actually got their question answered. It's like a piranha attack. Right. <laughs> Other people will jump on there and respond from their own experience. It may be helpful. It may be valued experience. But how I am going to be a master and how people on FetLife are going to be a master are often in conflict or not the same so i do recommend having human beings around you that you can see because even the people that are around me not everyone uh, barrack's a wonderful example he doesn't do power exchange the same way i do power exchange but i do see how he lives and i've been to his little uh been to his house i've seen how the people that he's in power exchange relationships react to him and i say oh this is valuable i can take this and this from this and maybe not this part. Um, so being around other people that are doing power exchange is of great value. We're a big fan of peer mentoring as well. Having somebody who is already in a power exchange relationship that you respect as a master. Uh, boy, that could be pretty valuable to have somebody to rely on to say, what would you do in this situation? Because you've seen how they do it and you, you um, respect Mm-hmm. them and you respect how they do things so that can be a great value that's like three answers it for is. one question it is so and i was i was asking i was glad you brought up the support group part because i i totally 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 you know that it was such a benefit and i've been scanning some of our documents mm-hmm. and i came across an old cords newsletter right. that was dated like 2001 <laughs> so i mean you know cords was central ohio and somebody asked me what it stood for and was- i was forgetting but it's central Ohio real dominant submission. No, yeah. no, no, not real relationship. Central Ohio relationship dominant submission. Yeah. And that was around for it only recently disbanded because, mm-hmm. you know, people were going their own ways. Invaluable, invaluable to be able to just sit around as masters and slaves and discuss different situations sure. and how and reflect on what works for some people and what doesn't work for others. So Highly recommend mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. So, so you've got, you're accepting it within yourself. You're trying it out to see if it actually works for you. And it's not just fantasy land. You are f- building a contract, you know, kind of right. like peers discussion. Um, finding a support group or a mentor. So we should have 
never mind. I was going to say, we should have support groups around the country, you know. <laughs> we could have an annual yeah. event. That's what Ooh. we need is another project. <laughs> we have an annual event, actually. Yes, I know, right. <laughs> um, you know, so, so you're building your foundation and you're moving forward. So, so a, what next? So there's another one that, you know, we take the, the my local support group and... You know, one of the things that we wanted to build was a national support group mm-hmm. as well. So that uh, for, you know, there's a lot of events around the nation, none of them that cater to all styles of power exchange, which is why we created Power Exchange Summit. Again, mm-hmm. I don't want this to be the big self-promotional thing, but it is valuable to me as a master to be around 200 other people that identify as being in a power exchange relationship. There's this sense of when I got started, there was this sense that I was not a healthy person. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, much of the media portrays power exchange relationships as unhealthy. And being around a couple hundred other people that were doing the same thing I was doing and were generally happy and growing. Smiles. And yeah. smile. Yeah, very helpful. Mm-hmm. So uh, other than that, right? I'd forgotten your question now. I'm a lousy oh, interviewee. I was just going <laughs> to say, you know, what next? But I didn't want to devalue the, the support group. So um, so we've got, we've built this contract, which helps settle in my head. And again, you know, I mentioned this, and I'm going to mention it again. It's that, it's that commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, now I am going to make the commitment to being a master. Right. I'm absolutely a big fan of having a formal collaring, the mm-hmm. formal celebration of here's the step you have accepted the fact that I'm your master. I have accepted that you are my slave. Right. And I'm going to be responsible for that and move forward. You know, what is your mantra for being a master that goes with that collaring, right? For me, it was, um, and this is uh, a Jack Ranella quote, butchered, I'm sure, at this point. <laughs> but uh, that you, as my slave, are going to be responsible for me, taking care of me. And yes. I, as a master, am now responsible for taking care of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And having that as our as our motto or our byline or our mission statement, for lack of a better term, right, comes back to when things get funky for me to remember that, you know. So if we if we because we are human beings, you put on a collar doesn't mean we stopped arguing. Right. We still argue. We still had fights. But the sooner that I remember that little mission statement, the quicker that I would get out of my own shit and say, okay. Arguing is not getting this relationship anywhere. I'm responsible for the relationship. Let's let's find a solution instead of fi- making a problem out of it. Right. That Yay. seems to help. So uh, next step is make that commitment. Be engaged with other people. Um, and you know what? Give yourself a fucking break, too. Because there's plenty of times where I got tired of being a master, especially in the beginning, where I would actually take a physical break. I would say, I'm, you know, it's not like I'm not your master anymore, but it's a matter of, I'd really, you know, unless there's an emergency, leave me the fuck alone because I'm Mm going to go off by myself. Uh, In the beginning, I would do that a little more often. And it wasn't really like I needed to go sit in a bar or something dumb like that. It was a matter of I just needed a little personal time, a little Mm -hmm. bit of time to myself because it's this for me and other people might be used to being responsible and stuff. But for me, it was a tremendous change of life to be um suddenly responsible for another human being and, and that I am no longer, you know, just can be selfish with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that maybe that's more my background than other people's, but um, yeah. Well, you were very Dan focused for a long time yeah. because of, you know, how you had gotten to, to where you were. So I could see how that was a, a big change. So, and uh, I get to 
I was getting ready to pop in with my side of that, but I'll save that for another time. So anyway, so are you happy you made the choice? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I will say, you know, I was just talking about this earlier in um, my own little personal blog thing um, that I have a job and I have a job that I have to go to soon and it's my job and I make money at it. I make very good money at it. Um, but it is not my passion. It's not who I am. It's not my authentic self. When you and I do the podcast talking about master slave topics or, or other topics we talk about, writing the books, running the events, helping other people, you know, having people over to the house and just chatting about power exchange, that is far more my legacy than anything else. That is who I am. Um, the influence I have on other people as a master, the positive influence, I think. Um, it's just the authentic self. And I know people hate that term sometimes, but it truly is far more my, my heart song than it is, uh, than anything else is. So, and our relationship is now on what? We've been together, what, three, four years now? <laughs> we just... I kind of you calculated that out the other night. It's like 13 and a half, almost 14 years. Yeah. Not only 14 years have we been together, 14 years of having an open, honest relationship. We've had our times that have been less pleasant than others. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, I still look forward to seeing you. I still Aww. am in love. I still value our relationship. I'm still glad that you and I are together. And that's not something I had that <laughs> happened in my previous relationships. Um, and it's maybe it's not just the whole master slave aspect of it, but you and I wouldn't exist except for master slave. I think so. So there you go. That's our back. That's oh, you make me cry. (laughs) It's okay. You can make me slave when we say how to be a uh, how to be a new slave. I can make you slave. No, No, I can make you cry. Thank you. (laughs) That makes more sense. Absolutely. Let's wrap this fucker up. Thank you, sir. Okay, did your in-bump print? Yeah, and Mine. we've actually already started it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Want to no. have your product, paper, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a $10 donation to our podcast for a 10-second front bump for our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What, what a bargain! Contact us at Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>